This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am unashamed. What about you? So the airlines lost my clubs. Uh, they said they gave me a number. So you, what you do, Phil? This would be interesting for you. You can track it because now we're in computer land. You have data, and it says your clubs are there. So I thought, great. Well, so in I, this high tech world, how many people can sit on one of these aircraft you're getting on? How many, well, can, how many can ride in the tank? 50. The guy sitting next to me said, oh, we're in the sardine can airplane. So not too many. I would say about, about 40. 50. Yeah. Okay. About, about 50 to one to So Monroe, in yeah. this high tech world, when everybody's got it all figured out, you know, high tech, this and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get 50 <laughs> people moved from point A to point B with their bags. I think I that's mean, what happened. They're in this look, thing. Was, they're flying millions of miles, millions yeah. and millions of miles. I don't understand why you can't what get, I think happened. Here's get my, the people on the thing and get their bags in there. Here, here's my theory. <laughs> How hard could it be? Well, here's my theory, because I heard two of the people who worked for the airline say, I heard one of them say, well, it was a full flight, and, uh, and said, yeah, once they get to 49 bags, that's it. So, Because the two people who didn't have their bags – me and this couple that was next to me, I said, was your bag, you know, how big was it? And she said, oh, it was big. Well, I, and I had golf clubs. So I think what happened is when they were loading it up, there was no room. And they just, the two biggest bags got sacrificed. And so, you know, I waited. So then I went up there after the podcast yesterday because the data, and I was making this illustration, you know, because from a faith perspective, I put my faith in the person who said they were going to call me. This is the night before when the next flight came to see if my bag's bag was on it, but she never called. So I should have gone to the data early because that person gave me a empty promise. She never <laughs> called and has still not called. See, I'm in worse <laughs> shape than you are because I can't give them a device and say, give me a call oh, because yeah. I don't have the device. <laughs> no, if you fly. So either get my bags and me on that plane because you're not going to be able to reach me unless you talk to me. <laughs> well, they, and you can't, you're un, unreachable. So I, I'm pretty well phased myself out. It's so a good Dad, reason you... for you not to fly because if you fly with bags and the bags get lost, I got news for you, those bags are gone. Yeah, I keep, yeah hearing, Dad... I keep hearing all the time about bags being lost. Bag. We couldn't get her so bag. We couldn't get her bag. Dad, tell me this. 
When all the you you've flown a lot back in the day when we were doing yep. a lot of promotion stuff. Yep. So did you ever in your flying experience have you ever checked a bag? A bag that went out of your sight? Of course not, because I never brought a bag. <laughs> Okay, well, this is this is new. I guess you would never have to worry about it if you never had a bag. Never had a bag. He never has checked a bag ever. Nope. Well, that you're probably the, one of the only people on the planet who has flown. I would say at least a hundred times that has never checked a bag. Look, and, I and have Jace, found out he, in this world that if you travel light and fast. You're, you're better off. This is tombstone material. I mean, so look, look, he, the, he was a man. You... He was a man who trusted in the Lord. He led his family <laughs> to Jesus. He never checked a bag. <laughs> that's right. And look, let me tell you something even more amazing. So people say, oh, well, that's just because, you know, short trips, right? No, this man went to Scotland and for how long? We were there almost two weeks and he didn't check a bag. No. Yeah. So I guess I guess I know what that mustiness was. I think y'all picked up that particular trait and characteristic from women because women I mean I've never seen No, it's not a man woman thing. When they pull out of the parking lot going toward wherever they're going. I know I mean when you live in the woods you're trying to make sense of it. No, I went to a golf course, I played golf, I wanted to play golf with my own club, so has nothing to do with it. It's not a gender issue. It was a golf issue. So let me finish the story. So I get up there yesterday because the data has informed me that the bag is there. Well, I get up there and I walk in and there's nobody behind the little stations. So I thought, well, I need to find somebody so they can get my bag out of this closet. Now that could so, be the problem. They don't have enough people working in the airport. Yes, it's a problem. And the airports, enough, they don't yep. have enough employees to keep yep. up with your bags. You're, so you're, I go down I go down to the airport, and I see a guy who's got credentials on. It looks like he works there, but he's eating lunch. And so I said, uh, excuse me, sir, do you work here? And he said, I sure do. I said, perfect. I said, look, I got this slip of paper. And my phone that says my bag is here because it's been gone two days. It's been lost two days. And uh, he said, well, you have to have somebody who works for that airline. And they're not here. I was like, nobody <laughs> who works for this airline is here? He said, no. You have to come back after 5 o'clock. Oh, my word. Of course, it's about 2 o'clock now. I was like, I looked, I said, hmm. I said well, what's it going to take? For me to get into that closet and get that back, I just thought, forget you know the protocol. And he said, "You're not getting in that closet because <laughs> if you try, I'm gonna call the police." I was like, "Okay, that was a that was a mic drop. I tried to negotiate, <laughs> didn't work." So when I, they say I'm calling the police, that pretty yeah. much ends the negotiation. I thought, but he said, "I have the bag, but you can't get it." Is that what you're saying? Oh, he said, I'm sure it's in there, but you can't get it unless you have somebody who works for the airline to let you in. I said, well, do you have a key to get in? He said, oh, I could get in, but I'm not going to get in because you. Why not just open it up and give you your bag and go on? He said it was protocol. What does that mean? That means if I went in there, you're going to call the law. That's what it meant to me. 
So anyway, so I go back home, and so then I go back after five. And uh, and by the way, for the audience to know, the airport is not close to where we live. I mean, that's Jason's talking about a twenty-five to thirty-minute drive to go to the airport and back. See, this is the problem with when you put your faith and trust in science, technology, and data, because then you have an end. There was, I have something in the end, you know, like a hotel, you know, there's no room in the end. This is where I'm going with this. But I didn't have a person to let me in the end and get my stuff. <laughs> So that's what I mean. When you when you put your faith and trust in something without, like, if you put your faith and trust in science, but ultimately there's no scientists, this is the frustration you're going to get into. Because you wind up like me, sitting up against a wall, waiting for somebody, and I'm just by myself. Yep. And then security comes up and says, you can't sit you here. Go. You got to go. I was like, well, I have a bag that's beyond that wall. And it's like, can't get it. You don't know the right people. And they're not here. So anyway. You're adding a little fuel to the fire that I've been saying for years. Technology and your dependence on technology, it's a bummer. It'll fail you over and over and over and over and over. They claim they've got all this instant, 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 instant. But when you get right down to it, you're, you're walking around and your bag's right 20 feet from you, but some guy saying, well, I can't open that door because the, the guy that opens the door is not here, so so you're out of luck. <laughs> That's Instead of saying. just walking over there and like, what does your bag look like? Yeah. What's your number on it? Right there, okay, let's go. I mean, how easy can forget protocol, whatever that means. Just give me my bag. That's basically where I was. Yeah. So now and the frustration level is gone. So I go back at 5, which is when I was told to go. Well, I go up there. Well, my little cubicle, my airline, nobody's standing there. How much money are you paying to get from point A to point B in, without your bag? How much money have you given them to make this little oh. journey and come back with your bag? You I, and your bag. A few hundred dollars, I guess. I don't know. I didn't book it, but few. probably between five hundred and a thousand dollars. Five hundred and a thousand. Five hundred to a thousand dollars. This story gets and You better. won't walk over there and open the door and give him a bag. <laughs> exactly. Is that what you're saying? That's that, what happened. That's yeah. about to yeah. get a mad. Now over that there. is high tech at its best. <laughs> so then I'm not buying it. So nobody's there. The say this is the second, fourth trip in total. So I asked the competitive airline because there was two people standing there with no line there's nobody there but those two people me and i said look i've had a rough couple days my bag is back here in a closet somewhere and would you go get it for me and they're like well they looked at my tag and said but that's a different airline i said i realize that i know that but you have that key and i have an id i have the tag and my bag is just right there and he's like well i can't i can't i can't do it so i went over and sat and waited for about 15 20 minutes up against a wall there's no place to sit i'm just sitting there by myself and they're looking at me and i'm looking at them so then i thought you know what i'm going back up there i went back up there and i said look i was told to come back here at five o'clock I mean, I started into it, and he wasn't making eye contact with me. I was like, there's no line here. There's no people. I know y'all are busy, but all I'm asking you to do 
is find me the person for this airline because I know they're here somewhere. They're either on the phone, and he said, I'll tell you what, I'll go back there and look. I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> then I was mad. Because <laughs> you had to sit there 20 minutes yeah. before you even and go do that. At me. No, there's nobody here. I mean, this yeah. airport is rinky-dink. There's not one person there except those two people and me. Yeah. And so they, he walks back there. Well, he he fetches a woman from the airline that that I. And they're like, "Oh, you lost a bag." I said, "Yep." I was like, "Can you get it for me?" And uh, she said, "Well, that'll be twenty dollars." I said, twenty dollars for her looking for your bag for what?" And she said, "Oh, I'm just kidding." And I thought, "That's a terrible joke." Not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even best case scenario, it was a joke. That's the worst joke at this moment because I'm wanting to rip this place apart and burn it to the ground, you know. And so went back there in 30 seconds and brought my bag because she said, what's it look like? I said, you can't miss it. It's a big gray bag with golf clubs in it. She walked back there and said, it's the only one back there. And I, that made me even matter. And so look, then she's... That, that means, hang, hang on, Jace, hang on. Let's take a break. You know, we spend a lot of time on our Unashamed podcast um, kind of talking about the pros and cons, the good and bad of technology. Um, you know, we, we, we there's a lot of bad, obviously, and there's a lot of good. That's what we do as Unashamed. We're trying to talk about the Bible in this format. One of the evils, of course, uh, is pornography. And, you know, pornography has been around a long time since, you know, since people have been around it, cave walls and everything else. But now because of the Internet and people with so many devices, uh, it's an even worse scourge uh, on our culture and even yep. inside the church, which is really sad. You know, um, the, there's amazing stats about how bad it is. So one of our sponsors, uh, which we love, is a group called Covenant Eyes. And what they do is they help people get out of pornography and have a porn-free life. They've been doing it for 22 years. They've helped over one and a half million people. Are good for them. Get away from, from this addiction to pornography. They, they're really great, Dad. You're right. Uh, and look, people don't want to talk about this, but it's such a scourge, and it starts at such a younger age that we have to deal with this because of lust and what goes on. So we want you to check them out uh, and see how they can help you. Uh, maybe not if it's not you, maybe it's your kids or, you know, providing security for them uh, and to help them not ever get addicted to begin with. So you can go right now uh, to CovEyes, C-O-V-E-Y-E-S dot com. You're going to get uh, 30 days for free. They're going to give you a trial. Uh, use the promo code Phil. So you don't have anything to lose. It's free to try. CovEyes, C-O-V-E-Y-E-S dot com slash Phil. Uh, and check them out and see if uh, they can help you and your family. That's a good work they're doing there. Absolutely. Well, then she's, right. she handed me a clipboard, or tried to. She said, well, I need you to fill this out. I said, because now I have my hand on the bag. I said, I'm, I'm not filling that out. She's like, well, I need you to fill. I was like, I'm not filling that out. Because I thought, why would I need to fill out a form that validates you lost my bag and then I got it? I'm out of here with that bag. I ain't paying you $20. I'm not filling out a form. And I may go my dad and never bring another bag the rest of my life.
I long for the days when you just pull up on a horse or a mule or a mule or two. <laughs> said, all right, let's go from right here to over there and uh, get up on your horse. Say, uh, who's bag? Let's get that bag, tie that down on that. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just too complicated. Life's too complicated and too short. Dad, anyway, dad went like, back a hundred. Dad, you went back a hundred and fifty years. <laughs> I'm just. Saying. I mean, look, I said all that story. If you want to know the spiritual application, I mean, God chose to speak to us in these last days, Hebrews one, through a person Himself, Jesus, and the only reason that works is because when you start. Going through Hebrews and seeing that he had no sin, but he was tempted in every way. So, I mean, he can't tell a lie. So whatever he says is true. Whatever he does is just and right. Well, you this actually works because you have a person who's always been, he's eternal. So you don't have to worry about anything that, you know, the, the end of life or some kind of time issue. And I just thought this is this is a better this Chase, is a better way. You have just elaborated on on the, the our founding fathers and the kind of men they were. That's the way they viewed everything. Well, just what you just foundation with godly characteristics. Yep. Because it's like what we were talking about last podcast. You know, when you really realize that you're trusting in God's character. Well, once you read. His character in the Bible. I mean, here you have the data, which is yep. history. Founding but father, it's actually what they people. Said. And then God's characteristic come, comes out, and you're like, well, wait a minute. He's eternal. He's full of grace. He's merciful, but he's just. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, mm -hmm. but he's loving. Yep. And, I mean, I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. I, Our I, founding I see this. fathers didn't say that we're founding these United States of America. Our founding father says, we're, our foundation is built on the God of heaven. Exactly. We, this is a, 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 an attempt to put God Almighty as number one, we're gonna build a nation founded on him. Yeah. And they took off from there and it rose to great heights. And we looked up one day and uh-oh, like Abraham Lincoln said in some speech he gave after the Civil War, you know, he, he said, we don't love God anymore. We don't, we don't love our founder. To them, God was the foundation, founder of these United States of America. Well, yeah. And they, that's why they bowed down to him. I mean, to the man. Yeah. So, and you're right. The, the further we've moved away, obviously the worse things have gotten. So I've got another uh, spiritual I'm giving you a little you. insight, Al. Because I'm fixed to speak to the Republican Party. The, I, I've got a little note there. It said, here in less than a month, I'll be up in Washington, D.C. Now I'm kind there of just shaky, a little bit shaky, because, uh, you know, should I buy a suit so I would look like I'm? No, I don't know it's going to come as a. <laughs> well, you can't buy a suit because you'd have no bag to put it in. That's correct. And what that's would right. you... You'd have to wear it the whole time. Yeah. So, so that's exactly right. So I got an application. I've been using. Uh, uh, I know I probably thought I should, y'all would think I would wear my suit. I said, but unfortunately, I don't own a suit. Yeah, that would be a good line. Okay, I'll with that. That's, yeah, a good, that's funny. That's a good opening. So uh, I think about, because I travel a lot, obviously on airplanes. 
And so I've watched the, just as Dad was talking about the degradation of the com- the country, I've seen the degradation of air travel because it used to be not too bad a few years ago. There's a lot of factors. COVID has been terrible. Dad mentioned it. They can't find workers now, so they're shorthanded. It's terrible. And it's a tense situation. But I always think of it, your situation, protocol, which is just a fancy word for law. They make up law. I mean, they, they, they come up with a deal like that. Rule where, after rule after rule. Rule after rule. And so then we got to live by the rules. So it's just like we've been studying in Hebrews. That system always winds up in tyranny or breakdown. I mean, it just, it won't work. And so oh, this I'll, whole thing. That, that's Hebrews what I'm sitting there thinking. I said, I if actually, they had loved you, if they had sincerely, the people you were talking with had loved you, they would have got you back. Yeah, they didn't love me. They, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't love you. They didn't care anything about you. Well, when I when I found the uh, em, employee eating lunch, I said, "Look, we need to. If you have access, and I use the phrase the holy of holies, where all the lost luggage is." <laughs> but he was just looking at. Me. If you had asked at any time, <laughs> you say, "I have a lost bag." But I'm depending. I'm dependent upon your love for me to see if we can find it, and I will go on with my journey. I probably should have said if that. If you had said but that, Phil, I was so frustrated. It he was would hard. have said to you if you had said to him, "If you love me, though, I mean, you know, you you want me to have a pleasant trip and have my grip with me." So you, I'm you afraid look. to say that they might would have said, "I don't love you." That's what I think they would have said. <laughs> the protocol, That's son. Right. We ain't worried about no love. We worried about rules. The rules. Jace yeah. is trying to get them to cut the curtain going into the holy that of holies. That is right. They wouldn't do it. They, they won't do it. They would not do it. They will not look, do it. Not only do they not love you, Especially they really don't care about it. Especially if they're not getting paid. You say, I love you. Is there any money in that? Like the woman said, well, you owe me $20. She said, look, don't you love me enough Man. just to get my bag? I, I've, I've, I'm giving money to your airline. You're making money. You're making a living at it. Why don't you just get my bag? It happens from time to time. I'm I'm being patient here. Let's let's get my bag. And if you care look, anything further, about how I feel right now, no bag. Don't you love me enough to get my bag? You would further think. illustration to Jace because I I have to do this all the time. So I try to even under a bad system, just like the old covenant. I try to be an expresser of grace in the worst situation. Let's face it, Jace, you were too. Because most people, I, I have witnessed some of the most historic. Uh, and blow ups and butt chewings you've ever seen. There's a bunch of people that have, when they get in a situation like that, it is, they're yelling and screaming. And you I always want to feel it. You can't even get 50 people to sit down in a long, oblong piece of equipment that's flying through the air at <laughs> 500 miles an hour. You can't even get together, have them get together. And maybe just fire up a song and sing together a little bit, you know, or somebody brings <laughs> no, out a that few would Bible. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> somebody brings out a few Bible verses. Isn't it great to be saved in case this thing hits the ground? Will the resurrection? I don't know why. I think that only happens if the plane starts to go down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden, God help us. Yeah, we start right. singing yeah. church songs and pray. We shall overcome. Prayer Let life it be. goes up. Yeah, <laughs> love never fails. But boy, to get that across to America these days, it is really something. Well, it is. We and, can and try. For the, we can try. We can try to. For the, audit, for the audience's sake, I hope you take from that. You know, we made the application, but 
when you're faced with a situation like that, Jace, look, you're you're angry and frustrated, and you should be because people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But you still have to be salt and light. And ultimately, yeah, I never raised even, my voice, or you know, I mean, right. I just, I mean, I tried to wheel and deal, but didn't work. You had to go through the system. Mark this, Jay, since you brought it up. There'll be terrible times in these last days, there, uh-uh. son. People will be, uh-oh, lovers of themselves. Not you, Jay. They love themselves. Oh, no. Lovers of money. Oh, <laughs> boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, <laughs> unforgiving. Okay, you suck it up. You know, we lost your bag. What else is new? Slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure. That's a big one. Rather than lovers of God. They have a form of God, and that's all we're going to do, but denying its power. And, Jace, here's a good thing. If you can, next time you need to take okay. a trip, have nothing to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> Find some other way to travel, dude. Was that supposed to make me feel better? <laughs> I don't know, but you need to do something. <laughs> Listen, I don't even—I don't live in your world, but I'm sitting over at this uh-huh. your, your world is nightmarish. Your argument, some dude, we we walk twenty yards and pick up your bag and give it to you. It's so funny that every time. Oh, you... I enjoy traveling so much. I say, yeah. I talked to Jace about it. Every time I hear something like this, you forget how cut off Phil is from civilization. You know, it's just it's exactly. you can't have up because this is what people talk about. Which I've, I've they're told saying my wife. I'm the one that's unhinged. I'm unhinged, and they got—they're all locked into something, hinged up for something. Well, they got a—they got a point, Phil. But I mean, there's, <laughs> there's what my whole point with that. This whole unhinged argument is there's some things that you want to be unhinged from. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm Which, not sure that's, that's a bad, bad. What thing. this world is currently doing to each other, I'm unhinged from that crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so valid point. Where are we at? Where we at? Hang on, hang on. Let's y'all go fool around, get me stirred up here this morning. <laughs> so we're we're in Hebrews chapter eleven. Oh man, that made my morning. We've uh, been in Hebrews, Hebrews eleven a while, but it's such an epic chapter that I feel like we need to yeah, cover it extensively. Our exactly. founding fathers, by the way, Jace and Al, they loved these old characters of the Old Testament. They literally loved them for the ones that had gone all through all what we're reading about in Hebrews. Our founding fathers, to the man, loved them. They, 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 but, but I think Phil, the reason, go ahead. The reason, the reason I know you're right, dad, is because when you go around Washington, DC, and I've been there several times looking at buildings and stuff like that, there's all kind of quotes from these people we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, their, their names are all over DC. There's scripture everywhere. There's you know, monuments. It's really pretty amazing. There's monuments. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, the last They're time I, I, I had a debate which I don't do debates, but it turned into that over the absurdity of Hebrews 11, one, because this person was not a believer. And they were like, I mean, his two biggest arguments for why he doesn't believe in God was that he's like, well, look at what we've done. Humans have done, right? He, he kept going to technology sure. 
And he's like, well, we've learned so much that you Bible people used to attribute to supernatural occurrences. And lovers, now, that he was a lover of himself. Yeah. And I, of course, I was like, well, yeah, we made incredible you know, movements throughout history and there we, but we still can't prolong life. He's like, oh, we will. I was like, oh, no, you won't. At some point it's ending. He's like, oh, no, no. I mean, just think about what we can do. I was like, well, by the time they pull that off, if they do, you're going to be dead. So you didn't make that. They're that not going to pull that off. And I, you know, but I said, anyway, the second, the second thing was he was like, which this was a strange thing to attack on Hebrews 11. One, it's like, well, how come y'all can't all agree? He's like, there's so many religious groups out there. He was using that as like, if it was clear, then how come you're all so different? That, that was just two arguments. We made a lot of tech, technological advances, and we've learned a lot that he, he attributed it to nullified God being the creator, which I don't agree with that, but it was basically a data slash science yep. slash theories that were plausible as far as the existence of God. Then he was like, then the religious world, exchanged y'all the can't truth. figure it out. So why, what do you expect me, you know, to y'all can't even agree with yourselves, which I mean, that, that was his argument because when he reads Hebrews 11, one, it's like, that flies in the face of everything he views as a humanist. He's like, yep. you're being sure of, of what you hope for. And I, I like the translation. It, it's the substance of things. Uh, what's that version say? Yeah, not seen. And certain of what we do not see. That This one kind of does it backwards, you know. But so, I mean... That that is kind of my perspective, even while I told the uh, you know the airline incident, because I think about that. It's like, yeah, we've come a long way, but we can't get our bags to the to the rightful owners on a. <laughs> it's chaos, you know. I'm like, as much as you're touting all these events,es and it's like I made the illustration about staying at that really nice house. But you know what? We can't figure out how to kill these roaches. We, you know what I mean? They've hey, taken over. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. He's touting the human race and what they've accomplished. But here's what the Apostle Paul said about them. And the way of peace they do not know. There, Romans, it, Romans, 3, Romans 3. There is no fear of God before their eyes, Jace. Well, that's what I mean. So, and so I'm saying what I was going to say to wrap that up is, I mean, my, my, I guess the synopsis of what you do, because I know people who listen, they have people who just don't believe because they're like, this is just too, this is too out here for me. And I usually say, well, I mean, they don't have a better idea or, I mean, we come up with these arguments that are sound because they don't, but really I think they just need to keep searching because even in my, when, you know, before I came to Jesus, I was a skeptic about things, but the more I 
read this manual, it revealed a person, which I'm going back to that. Because really, uh, Al, when we were talking about, I asked last podcast about what y'all thought about the degrees of faith. And then we went off on a rabbit chase somewhere about like having little faith. Or I was going to make the point that it's more about what your faith is in. I mean, if you have a little, look, if you just have a little faith, but it's in the almighty God and his son, Jesus Christ as Lord and the Holy Spirit that can indwell you. Oh, you're going to do great things because of the object. But if you have your faith in, you know, data and human enhancements and science without a scientist. And I keep saying that because I, I, I love science, but I believe God is the greatest scientist ever and ever will be. It was his idea. God said you could say it. You, you could believe in him. Having been clearly seen is his eternal power, his divine nature. They've been clearly seen. And it says, Jace, being understood from what has been made, which this guy you're talking with overlooked it, so that men are without excuse. They, Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. Their thinking became futile. That guy was, his thinking was futile. Their mm-hmm. foolish hearts were darkened, although they claimed to be wise. And they said, well, look what we've done. He was, that's mm-hmm. what he was telling you. They became fools. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, animals, and reptiles. You see all these statues going way back that have the big face of a bird or a lion or something on top of it. And they would all bow down to it. And you say, surely not. They've been bowing down to idols, including now in these days, high-tech world. They bow down to big tech, computer stuff, all that things we've accomplished. Look at us. But they are swift. God gave them over to the sinful desires of to sexual impurity. Well, yeah. For the no degrading st- of their bodies was one of you. First thing you'll see with the guy that told you, oh, no, we can take care of everything. Look at look at our record. Just look at their immorality and you say, exactly. grief. Because if you take so, God out, then it's on, just up hang, to you to on. figure out what's right and wrong. That's it. So let's take a break. Um, <clears throat> so I got two points, Jace, because I think your your point is excellent. So one, if you think about it, a great illustration about putting your somehow that we've scientifically advanced to the point where we don't need to talk about a creator because of science. If if the biggest uh, rebuttal to that I've ever seen is the last three years. All it took was a bug from China to come in to show you how much we don't trust in science. That's I mean, right. you know, now the CDC, the National Institute of Health, all these people don't even believe what's, what they're saying anymore. And there was a point in time where if they told you something, you were like, okay, polio. Now you talk about chaos oh. for the last two years. And I saw an interview just this last week with Fauci basically saying that he calls it the Fauci effect, that all these people are wanting to be scientists because of how great he is. And I just yeah. thought, you, you you unleash some of the biggest chaos in the scientific world for the last three years. But, you know, I was t- I was telling last podcast of these I had like five Jesus conversations, you know, on the on the travel. But one plane I was in, I sat beside a person who had a mask on and a visor. And, you know, of course, when I sat down, I said, hey, how you doing? And they they didn't acknowledge my presence. 
<laughs> we had zero dialogue. Yep. And I just thought to myself, okay, I don't know their situation. You know, maybe they had COVID and was trying to, but they were almost incapable of actually having a conversation because of the, you yeah. know, the wall protection. that, yeah, the yeah. protection on their face. But, you know, it doesn't take much just to say, I mean, I wasn't going to get into a conversation. I was just, we're fixed to be one inch from each other. So the six, the six feet rule, that's gone. And, and there was not a hello. I mean, I'm, hey, how are you doing? Nothing. Yep. And I just thought to myself, that's what happens when you're, you've put all your eggs in this basket, which is your, obviously you you have let everybody know. You don't want to transmit nor get the coronavirus, but you also are not evidently are not going to talk to people, even even in an exchange, uh, a, a greeting, which I think socially as a human being, if somebody says, hey, you say, especially if you're going to sit one inch from them. Hey, how you doing? Think about it. Al. She's in they, they founded the greatest nation on the planet 240 something years ago. It hadn't been long. You say, well, well where the, whatever happened to men like our founding fathers? It's just one every once in a while you'll see someone that fears God and does what is right and loves him and loves his neighbor. You, it, it's, it's, it's passing away right before our very eyes. And unless there's a massive, unless there's a massive repentance, repentance in the next, uh, on this next election cycle, you can kiss the United States of America goodbye. We've got to change, and it's got Step to be a big one. Wrong, heading in the wrong direction. It really goes back to Jason's point about this person on the plane, not to beat him up, but if you don't live by the tenets of faith and freedom, then you wind up living in fear. And, well, and, and that's alienation. What you alienation. Alienation. You know, I mean, Isolation. at some point, you, you're, you've got to take some risk. And I don't mean take rip, but I mean you. You got to live. It is sad. I mean, I don't know what's that saying about you know some people are just trying to survive and some people are living. I mean, right. your life it was given to us, and you live it. So a lot of people there since they don't have the answers to life or as far as origin or the way to extend it, you, it just becomes about survival and. A pandemic happens and it becomes alienation from other people, which is not yeah. healthy. I mean, yeah, literally, depression literally goes alien. up. Yeah, loneliness goes up. Suicide goes up. Anger goes up. You know, that's why you see all these things. But Addiction goes up. Yeah, you all yeah, the vices go up, and and so, so hang on. So I got. Let's take a break. And uh, I got the perfect text, Jace, and I, and I had this other day, and you're right, we got off and I never got to read it. Your point about a little bit of faith placed in the right place. It's 2 Peter chapter 1, listen to this. His divine power has given, verse 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So here it is back to he's the one, right? Through these, he has given his very great and precious promises, which is what we've been talking about in Hebrews, so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, 
Make every effort to add to your faith. So see, there's the starting point, faith. And and Jesus even said it can be a little, like a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. But what does it do? It grows. You add to your faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I love the idea is, is that what you, your point you were making is the same point Peter made in second Peter chapter one Yep, starts with the promise keeper and the promise giver. And then it goes to us. And all we got to do is get started with the faith and then it grows. And it's his, and it's his power. And the only verse I had written down, I want to talk about today was second Peter one. So we were tracking, but because I do think that's important. People think, well, where's your data? We have data. We it's, we have a Bible. You know, where's your evidence? Well, we have evidence. History. Even in history books, you look at the apostles and, you know, the ones that gave their life for Jesus rather than denounce Jesus. Well, I mean, if this was all just some myth, that doesn't make sense. That's a powerful argument that you're going to have your head cut off or you're going to be sawn in two. Rather than denounce Jesus, all you had to do is say, no, he was a liar. That was all just a sham. It was a pyramid scheme. No, they said, no, go ahead and cut us in too, because, you know, my Lord, he comes back from the dead. So my whole point for saying all that, Al, <clears throat> was that when you understand faith and the process and who's supplying the power, <clears throat> and we do have history, we do have evidence, there is, we believe in science. We just, Believe God is the scientist, you know, whatever rabbit hole you want to go down. <clears throat> we're still all going to have to agree that because we're set in time where time is constantly moving, Our all of us are going to, whether you believe in God or not, are going to have to have faith in something. Hey, our founders believe what you believed, and that's why they went to great lengths to protect what you just said. You, they are protected to say that still in these United States. It's, it's eroding. It's eroding. But, boy, I mean, when they said the freedom to practice religion, as we're doing right now, that right there, they stood on that, Al. They, they would not budge on it. Yeah. So what it, was the the first, it was the first thing they put in it, Dan. I'm <laughs> telling you. The point I was going to make, though, is all these references to these guys who it says they walk with God. You know, Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. They, that phrase keeps coming hey, up. look, the, founders, founders, founders. All of these men we're reading about, founders. founders yeah, but I'm talking founders. about these men. It, it, it reference, references their faith as those who walked with God. And my point is the substance— is who we've put our trust in. Even though we don't see, we do have evidence. We do have history. We have the creation that that has to be explained as far as you know where where it came from. I mean that that question, but it leads you to search, which is my recommendation to those who don't believe in God. Is you search this data as getting to know which we'll see in chapter 12, verse 1, the author and perfecter of our faith, which is Jesus. That's how he chose to reveal himself. So when people say, well, I just don't get it, because they read the verses like Hebrews 11, 1, and it's absurd. Well, it's only absurd, or, or they read these men who did these, in their minds, crazy things. That's so crazy, they don't even believe it happened. Noah didn't build an ark. That's what they... 
You don't think it had ever rained? I mean, I'm not sure we can prove that, you know, from a fossil record or whatever, even though there there were, you know, fish fossils found in very interesting places, high points here and there. And they're like, hmm. Well, to me, I'm like, I got a theory on that, <laughs> you know, and it's based on something I read. It's not just a theory. But what I'm saying is that's the the absurdity of all this. I kind of understand if you take out that this all is going to lead you to an eternal being. I mean, if you miss that, well, of course this is going to be absurd. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're building arcs, you're, you're being asked to sacrifice your son. Who's going to be the, you know, founder of many nations People and have generations. Been slaughtered on your right and your left for just their faith. Yeah, everybody. Really, there's nothing pleasant here about this life no. written in Hebrews 11. Brutal. But it's so crazy. It's because when something bad happens to us, I'm saying as followers of Jesus, we're like, well, I wonder why God's mad at me. Well, read the Bible. This was a slaughter fest for people who tr trusted in God. I mean, there was a lot of bad things that happened. Because it really wasn't about what happens in this life. I mean, when men reject God, the, the, their enemies are forge their chains. When you forget God, the, their enemies were the the enemies of God. They will get ready, and they're they're getting the well, yeah. But even if you do, they're getting the bracelets and the iron ready to, to yeah. lock lock you down. Yeah, imprison but, you, beat you, you, saw you, know, you into. What's interesting. You made the point about, you know, archaeology or anything from the Bible. You know, I would imagine this is anecdotal. I don't know this to be true, but probably a lot of archaeologists are probably not believers just because a lot of scientists aren't. But you know what the greatest archaeological guide is and has been for thousands of years? It still is today. The Bible It's the most consistent record of everything for the past several thousand years. I mean, so, yeah. so what I'm saying is even non-believers take the Bible and say, and look at it and compare it to places that they look at, uncover, dig up. And guess what? It's mm -hmm. never been proven wrong out of yeah. all the digs well, and all the years. So. And I'll tell you this, Al, do you, did you know that? I mean, cause we're reading in this paragraph in verse 32 through 38 and you're looking back we always think oh the christians were persecuted back then i mean it, it was just they were slaughtered slaughtered it was a terrible time but did you know that in the last hundred years there have just the last hundred years there have been more christians killed or martyred than all other years combined so it's not like all of a sudden, you know, this is some distant memory. I mean, you know, you got to go to certain countries where that's more prevalent. But I just find that fascinating that w why are they still so upset about this? Why, why is this a thing? Because any other kind of movement, you would think after a couple thousand years, the importance of it would just die off. But it's so such a powerful thing, and I think when you when you think about faith being a being an organ or a way to look at the spiritual world, I know why that's happening because there is a spiritual world out there, and it's it's made up of good and evil, and the power in us, and I mean from God that that's not based on our performance, 
there's going to be a war with those who say, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be a self-serving, pleasure-driven, material universe grabbing. So why person. don't we end it up this little session like this? Be strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6.10, and in his mighty power. <clears throat> Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, neither were those guys in the Old Testament, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, it's scary, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Watch this, Al. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may stand, be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. That's what these guys in all, all the Hall of Faith were, were doing. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckle around your waist, the gospel, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, listen to this. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming hours of the evil one. Shield of yeah. faith. That's yeah, what these guys. These, that's what. Yeah, that's what we read about on the people before us. The shield of faith. The well, shield the, of faith. And and, and protects you. And to put an exclamation point on that, and spend time in the scriptures with the intent of walking with the Lord. I mean, I always remember that quote by Jesus in John five. He's like, "You you study these scriptures thinking you can have eternal life, but you refuse to come to me." And so. That, that's the faith. We, we want to be walking with the Lord on a daily basis rather than know about him just in case it turns out to be true. And then you're, you know, looking around saying, hey, I need an insurance policy. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll uh, we'll flesh that out a little bit more in overtime. Uh, we'll close, Jace, with what I should have started with. Happy birthday to you uh, in your 53rd year uh, on planet Earth. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the overtime. And then eventually we'll get back to Hebrews chapter 11. By the way, voice of the martyrs. If people are interested in what Jace was talking about, go to their website and check it out because they give you those uh, stats about what Jace was talking about with martyrs. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.